more on tracking and stalking, and 15 years of the iPhone. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world-class software. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation that got a little bit intense in places. This time around, we wrap up a discussion of tracking and stalking, both past and present, and look at 15 years of the iPhone, what it has meant in the past, what it has meant now, and where we think it might be going in the future. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. You know, I think it's important to say, at this point for all of us to say, you know, stalking is an, is a problem. There's no, mm-hmm. no question about it. Nobody is challenging that or arguing that. Um, right. But it, it just, it feels like that this is, it, I mean, I have to say, I haven't seen hit pieces on Apple necessarily, or at least not real, real hit pieces saying this is Apple's problem. But Apple's always the one that they mention. And that's the one that, you know, right. they're holding up, like you said, uh, David on the Today Show, and you know th- this right. is what it's like. I, so, I have seen that. I saw something that said Apple needs to discontinue this product immediately, and the network be shut down. Yes, yeah, because they're going to shut down Bluetooth. For, yeah. Well, no, they could yeah. shut down. They could. They, well, first of all, whoever they'd have to shut has, down. Find has, has, has Yeah, exactly. If, first of all, this you know person doesn't know and doesn't care, and it's good for clicks. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I'm not saying that somebody in Congress proposed this, Um, but, you know, and also, like, from a technical point of view, it doesn't warn somebody immediately that there's an air tag on you. That would kind of make the device fairly useless, Um, you know, so it's sort of a, a, you know, like, what if you're riding on a train and apparently already, like, if you're riding on a train, you're like, oh, there's all these air tags traveling with you. so it doesn't do it immediately. Um, but apparently on things like long distance trains, that's already a thing that you're going to get alerts um, that there are air tags traveling with you because of all your fellow passengers. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, at some point the device becomes useless and also, or also the warnings, like, you know, depending on, you know, if you're driving alone in your car and you see this, then, but there is some delay. Like Apple doesn't immediately say that there's something traveling with you. I'm not sure what the details are. So Webb in the chat room says he agrees with Jeff and Guy. The whole bad person issue using a tracker issue has been around for a while. But since Apple now right. has the AirTag, makes for a better story. Evil Apple. Well, Ap- Apple has probably sold more of these in the last eight months or however that it's been out than all the other trackers put together over the last decade. So I it's not entirely, uh, I'll bet it, I bet they have. I mean, Tile, if they, if they're, they, they have owned the market for yeah, seven and it's years. been infinitesimal. Nobody owns Tiles. Really? Mm. Very I think a lot of people own Tiles. There's a lot yeah. of people own Tile. I, I, I think this is a tech crowd that's looking around at people they know. In the general population, I, I don't think so. The people I know who have them are people in the in the general population. Some of them are people who are Android users. And so like there's a whole lot of folks that don't that that aren't necessarily uh, the same 
technological demographic, we'll call it. Um, but loads of people have them. I know lots and lots of people who have them. And I know whenever it's come up as a topic in a context when there were a number of people together having a conversation and tile came up, um, there were always people who had them. So yeah. The number of people that, that I've never had a discussion on their with anybody chains is crazy. Mm -hmm. And that was Kelly Gamont, uh, who is joining us for yes. the first time in 2022. Kelly, welcome. It's good to have hey. you. Happy New Year. Happy, Glad to happy be New here. Year. Yeah. You can blame um, Andrew for this, who casually mentioned that he was doing Mag Voices. <laughs> right now. Oh, no, I forgot. It's so here. It was, yeah, it was my fault. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's, it's, I feel like it just is something we need to take a look at. I mean, part of me says that, you know, the, a couple of lessons I take away from it, sort of I, I, I spoiled it at the beginning of the show. The air tags work great. You know, they, they, they let you track what, what you want to track. They also, Apple has done a number of things to prevent you from being tracked, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, that's by telling you that there's an AirTag moving with you that is not yours. So that is a good thing. They send you notifications of that fact. That's a good thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is just technology. This is one more time technology is being used, you know, or abused and, the pundits out there are saying the technology is bad. I don't believe the technology is bad. It's the people that are that are being that are bad this that are is, using it. We've seen this story before. And if you swap out AirTag for Craigslist or whatever, or like scissors. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. that's a much older article. Um, because it's always like uh bad people got a hold of an an ambivalent piece of technology like it's not a good piece of technology it's not a bad piece of technology it's not inherently meant to do people harm and yet uh someone is using it to do people harm and like you're you know you that's a thing that's going to happen because the problem you need to solve is not air tags and security levels it's the people who are creepers about it and you know using mm -hmm. them for nefarious purposes and you're never going to be able to solve for that problem like you're not i would really like to think so but i'm like i you know like i i live in the world too and i just don't see that being a thing so uh you know that's like that's the issue because we saw this when there were people getting stocked like via craigslist and we've seen this when um people initially were using uh check-in apps like back in the day when foursquare was the thing that everyone was doing and people oh, got times. like like uh, you know, stalked or 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 uh, tracked by people they didn't want to be tracked by after they broadcast their location to anybody on the internet that bothered to find out. Um, you know, and and people used that stuff for bad things because like there was a wave of art. You know, how to articles like how to keep yourself safe, and it was don't check into places and let people know that you're on vacation for the next week. You know, like. Or how about the feature that would just tell other Foursquare users that a Foursquare user was nearby mm -hmm. and then and then share your name and picture? Mm -hmm. So oh, good times. Yeah. So it's not like this is a like this is not new. And this is not the first time we've heard this story. This is not the last time we will hear this story. And the reason we are getting this one now is Apple. You know, the thing I always tell you guys, like if you swapped out another company 
another company name for Apple in that, you know, is it Microsoft? Is it Facebook? Is it Google? Whatever. Uh, if you put that in, like, would that still be a, a, a story that would rate news for somebody? And generally, you know, if the answer is no, it doesn't necessarily hold up as a news story. So uh, bad people doing stuff with technology is not new and it's, you know, not going to stop anytime soon either. Jeff, I, you, you've reminded me, I've, I, I kind of forgotten about Foursquare and all the related things, oh. you know, the Facebook check-ins and, and all of those, you know, it's, it is, we were so innocent back then, you know, that you just, you, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> this is a different time check. Yeah. It was, it, it, it truly was. I mean, mm-hmm. now it seems like, my God, how could I have been that naive? But, you know, that's the way it is. I'm sure right now we're being naive about something else. I don't know what yep. it is, but something else. And then in, in six months or two years, we're going to say, what was wrong with us? Yeah, what was what was Foursquare? It called you when you were the king of the location? You're the mayor. You mayor, were the mayor. The mayor. I couldn't remember. Mayor. Yeah. 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 I was the mayor of the goondocks in Astoria, where the goonies <laughs> took place for a while. So, you see, yeah. that's a badge of honor right there. Nerd's going to nerd, dude. Yeah, what what is it about us? I mean, it's it's kind of pathetic that we can be would be distracted by these pathetically meaningless things. Gamification. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to say gamification and turn it over to Brittany, who can tell us the science beso- behind why all this junk works on our brains the way that it does. I mean, go for it, go for it Brittany. What's why does, because, Hey, I, 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 I didn't do four square. I don't know what your problem was. <laughs> Brittany, my problem was I did four square. <laughs> oh, oh, let's get you help right away. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's Sorry, powerful. Man. You achieve levels. It's ways you can accomplish things easier than in the real world and gives you feedback right away. Lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. Craig, Is that not like a Skinner box? <laughs> it's not actually Skinner box, but um, well, no, no because you can accomplish like it's you theoretically accomplish a thing, right? Like I am the mayor of this place and that is the thing I get to say. And you do certain things and then you can get to that point. And there's some people who, you know, aren't as susceptible to it mm-hmm. and some people that are more so. So Craig in the chat room says swarm. Forgot yeah. all that swarm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But that's basically yeah. the same thing though, right? Yeah, uh, Swarm, didn't that uh, spin off of Foursquare because they wanted yeah. to do or merge something or something else with Foursquare and then that totally yeah. tanked? It started out if like a <laughs> certain number exists. of people checked into Foursquare, it was they called it a Swarm and you got like extra points for being part of that or something. I don't quite remember. So I still see people posting Swarm, the Swarm yeah. visits. Well, they split Swarm off into something else because they were like, now we're going to do this. And everybody using Foursquare went, well, I guess I'm done using Foursquare. And then they were like, well, what if we had this Swarm thing instead? And so now I think you can do that. But I never got, I never bothered. So. Um, well, and of course, Facebook was doing check-ins too for a while. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I'm not sure. They still might. Not, Anything to get your location, baby. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, Brian in the chat room says, even now, it was something we covered this a little bit, but even now, lots of warnings against posting public photos on social media of being on vacation while on vacation. So your mm-hmm. home isn't robbed. So, yeah, you know, maybe that's the, the our next level of naivete that, you know, post your vacation photos after you get home. 
On the other hand, though, I mean, I remember posting or one Get thing. a really good alarm system. Yeah, an armed guard. <laughs> um, but, but I remember posting something that I was, you know, in a particular city and a friend of mine that I had no idea was going to be there texted me back and said, I'm here too. And we were able to get together. That was the upside of it, that those, those random interactions could be created. And there was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just too, too darn mm-hmm. dangerous. That happened to me several times, multiple cities, traveling. Same. And, uh, and got to reconnect with, uh, with friends and colleagues that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Well, well the third was, thing on the agenda. Oh, sorry. Oh, just, it was also, um, it was also before you had things like Twitter where small updates were things where you could just go say like, I'm, I'm at Jillian's for a Macworld party. Is anyone else here? You know, and like, and toss it out to Twitter and, and see what kind of replies you got. Like, we didn't really have those kind of options when like Swarm and when like when Foursquare and those sorts of check-in services started up, um, there weren't a lot of other options. So that's part of why I think. Oh, also just saying I'm at Jillian's does not necessarily mean your house is empty. So it's a little different than posting a picture of an entire family, which is like, okay, clearly they're not home. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of Text Expander, my most used productivity utility. I've been telling you about Text Expander for a long time now, but it still surprises me to get emails about users who just don't get why I'm so enthusiastic about it. So let's go through it with some examples. With Text Expander, you type just a few letters and it expands out into whatever you have told it to. So, for example, three Ds might expand into today's date. Your three initials might expand out into your preferred version of your name, with or without your middle initial or middle name. Or a two or three letter combination of your choice could expand to your phone number. Those are things you type frequently. You can save time using Text Expander, but almost as important, those snippets will always be accurate. And that's even more valuable when we start talking about sentences, paragraphs, or pages of information that you can summon with your favorite snippet. I've got more examples on the power of Text Expander coming up, but for right now, I want you to visit textexpander.com/podcast to sign up for a free trial. That's textexpander.com/podcast from Smile, the makers of world-class software. Thanks to Smile for their ongoing support of Mac Voices. So the last topic for this evening is one that probably is near and dear to all our hearts. Um, and that is, we have 15 years of the iPhone. And, you know, I want to be careful because I think we've talked about it before on the show. You know, we all have fond memories of where we were when the iPhone was announced and, and all of those things. What was that, Brittany? I didn't. I was on Windows. I used a Windows mobile phone. I did not care. Or no. Okay. Well, we're we're glad you've made it. Yeah. I think a lot of us were. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, 15 years ago, I mean, the iPhone, it it literally changed the world. You know, when you think about the the kind of communication we had back then through cell phones and the pathetic little web browsers, at least they called them web browsers that weren't. And, you know, the difference it's made now 
that you can't go. First of all, it's becoming a required piece of hardware. I mean, it's just something you have to have. It's it's not something that you can is a luxury anymore. Um, and I, I mean by that smartphones, you know, we can argue over whether an iPhone is an essential piece of equipment or not. But and and I mean, where do you guys stand on on the iPhone? You know, what are your thoughts on it after 15 years? Ever stand on the iPhone? Still one of the most phenomenal devices that was ever invented, honestly. Um, yeah. Just just go back. I was watching when Steve Jobs announced on YouTube, you know, like 80 million people have already watched that video over and over again. And uh, just just to think about him being on stage there. And I remember I, I didn't I didn't actually buy the first iPhone. I bought the second one. I, I just couldn't afford it. And I was on AT&T at the time since it was that was the only carrier that they were offering it, uh, during that time. But uh, what but was the other what was the name of the actual company that first had a singular singular? Singular, Singular which, which is AT and T. Which AT and T? No, no, AT&T. it was AT and T. They changed Singular. I think they bought it right. They, after no, they they just phone. no they they he's right. They renamed themselves AT and T. At some point, they had bought the company that owned the rights to the name AT and T. So they decided we're going to use that name instead of Singular. Just- just to change their name. And then, then it ended up being mm. at t at one point. And, and I guess I think everybody, a lot of people didn't understand why is it just on that carrier? Because uh, I, I remember at the time, I, I mean, I, I was a Sprint user and I had a, uh, a Palm Central. <laughs> That's my last phone. I mean, I had a, a, and, a and then the Palm Trio and then the motor, you know, and, and all the Motorola, the Razor, and there are just so many other phones that we, we all have, like, can, can, can relate to having. But uh, the, but just, just seeing that and watching what that device was and, you know, and again, it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my budget because you, I don't think it was subsidized at that time. You had to buy it outright um uh but it was just just phenomenal phenomenal device and i've owned pretty much every single model ever since the 3g um uh so i must like it (laughs) the reason it's not like you've got a podcast about it already no (laughs) that's true (laughs) true true but that was long before long before i had a podcast so yeah the reason it ended up on just singular was because uh, when when Apple was talking with the other carriers about what they wanted to do with the phone, the other carriers said, nope, not going to play because it took control away from the carriers. They're right there. Mm-hmm. And Singular said, sure, let's give it a shot. And uh, and we can see how that worked out. And you and you you just said that Jeff I remember in uh, on with the Brian on the, on uh, Apple Context Machine I just listened and you you said Apple controls the device being updated and that's huge Android does not you could you go to these carriers who oh, like they like the fact that they can control those devices because Android only gets updated when the carrier allows it mm-hmm. now, I, I think it was the man or the if, manufacturer if or, the carrier allows it if the carrier allows it right if at all right. Whereas iPhone, it gets updated regardless. I think there was more than just the update issue. I mean, the other phones up till then, um, you know, for example, iMessage going outside of not being SMS, the, you know, the other carriers wouldn't allow that. And visual Apple voice, controlled the apps. Visual voicemail. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, yeah. So they basically, they 
you know, Steve was like, we want to control it. And all the others said, no, I, I believe singular was Southeastern Bell originally. Yeah. They're, they're, the chat room is saying that Webb is it, saying, if you remember, Southeast or Southwest. 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 Yeah. What, I mean, that sounds what they did with singular sounds an awful lot like what they did with Goldman Sachs. For the Apple card. You don't have a lot of options. You'll do it our way. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Apple right there. Well, the Apple card hasn't exactly had the impact that the iPhone has had. Well, no, but it's the same. It's the same sort of similar arrangement. There's just arrangement. Well, there's a reason that the Apple card is not a visa. Yeah, but also, and, you know, when this deal was done in 2007, Apple was a tiny, you know, flailing little, well, not flailing, but, you know, they were not the world's largest company. No. So. Um, whereas when they did the deal with Goldman Sachs, they were, you know, I'm sure they could have done that deal with whoever they decided. Right. But it was obviously more lucrative with, with Goldman yeah. Sachs at that time. And, um, and it, it's, it, it's just allowing it to being able to, to, to be controlled of updates. I'm that alone Mm -hmm. that was huge we talked about that a lot i think at the time especially um because there were a bunch of things when the iphone came out that were sort of revolutionary at the time that that now are a matter of course and you don't really like nobody really thinks about it anymore the thing that i remember is um way like way before like i think it was right around the time the iphone came out we were talking, Jeff, you came on the Tua Talkcast just to turn it into Flashback Friday a little bit early. Um, <laughs> wow, you, were on, yeah. you were on the Tua Talkcast with me and we were talking about it and we were talking about, uh, first of all, the outrageous price of $5.99. And second of all, the fact that this was a transaction that was completely outside the um, uh, the the cell, the cellular plan. So if you had an like whether or not you went and bought an iPhone had no bearing on the contract you had with your provider or how long the provide how long your contract got extended with your provider cuz that used to be the way they were able to reel people in was like yeah you can have a phone and what i remember jeff was you saying um yeah they say uh, like they say that they're financing your phone over the next 24 months but then in month 25 your bill doesn't go down and right. And I'm like, I know. And like, but you said it. And I remember not being able to stop thinking about it after that. Like, why isn't that? Why can't we just do that all the time? So like having your cellular plan be unrelated to, to your, having your service be unrelated to your hardware was the first thing. The second thing was um, uh, making it like, it, here's the price. This is the thing that you buy and you're done. Uh, and third of all, um, uh, as weird as it sounds now, when you look at that original iPhone, uh, carrying around a great big phone, it was tiny. That's what everybody said at the time. Who wants to carry it was, around it a was, phone it that was big, big for the time? Because it doesn't I, fold in. It's that you know, big, and it doesn't fold in half. The phone, yeah. the original phone, wasn't unlocked. I, I, I no. you know, you it was it's true. You it had was, to buy the plan from Singular. You couldn't mm-hmm. buy it from anybody else. And, I, you know, I think it was subsidizing and it's still, you know, the unlocked phone thing came later. But what was unlocked about it was, you know, phones before that, you couldn't load your own music on it. You couldn't, 
if it had a camera, you couldn't take the picture off except by paying the, the provider a fee. Uh, ringtones cost a dollar. Um, SMS messages were insanely expensive. You know, everything MMS. was set up. Everything was a, was a charge. Yeah, everything. Charge. Well, everything was set up that the you know the 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 provider was a toll collector that was just basically you know looking to rip you off at every um, you know every opportunity, and you couldn't do anything that the uh, provider didn't uh, allow you to and charge you for. Sounds mm-hmm. a little like the music business before iTunes in places. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Something although Napster is probably sounds like what, the music you know, business before tech, Napster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, fair point. Um, let me get the uh, chat room back in here. So Jeff says, "I'm not sure, Jeff, why? Because sorry, we moved on a little bit, but that's why he owns a Pixel phone. So I'd, I'd love to know why well, you own a Pixel phone. Pixel phones, um, pixels can be updated. Uh, yeah. You get the core version of the Google OS, and you, they get the first updates out of any of the Android-based phones." Mm-hmm. And, yeah, which, without yeah. all the well, most of yeah. the garbage that the and, other yeah. phones throw in, right? <laughs> minimal, minimal wrapper around it, like you get when you buy Windows, not directly from Microsoft, and you get the Dell wrapper or the Toshiba wrapper right. or whatever. It's the same thing with with Android. There's a flavor but on they a Samsung still don't phone, tend a flavor to get, on an HTC, etc. I mean, if you had a Pixel from like iPhone six era, I don't think it runs the latest Android software, does it? I don't think no. it does, but. Mm-mm. But an iPhone 6 also doesn't run the latest version of iOS all that great either. Right, Brittany? Actually, it can't. You have to have an, a success. Success. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, well, mine was throwing fits this last week. Oh. <laughs> Brian says the lack of bloatware was incredible, too, on the iPhone. Very different from others. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Webb points out that the Apple card is a MasterCard. Yes. Brian says that, that amazing to think that uh, are about one of the biggest things about smartphones, third-party apps weren't even on the first iterations of the uh, of the iPhone OS. The App Store came with iPhone 3G. Yeah, and Steve was I, very I, much I remember. Oh, you did have that sweet solution. Uh, yeah, I, I remember Steve at some event saying web apps. Yeah, that's the sweet solution. Yeah. yeah. It was not the sweet solution. That 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 was my Ron Howard voice. <laughs> but you know, the I mean, the phone is well. The device has evolved, and now it's a camera. It's a movie. It's a movie camera. Um, it's a you know, it, it's it's a, a much nicer music player. Um, it's you know, it's it's mm-hmm. Steve's thing of you know, it, it's an iPod. It's an internet communication device. It's a phone live stream device. You know, but ne- yeah, now you. Well, it wasn't now, originally because it didn't have, couldn't do video. There was no video till the three GS. No video, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, but you know, all those things. I mean, it's it's been fascinating, and then to see the way developers have taken it and turned it into a, a, an application specific device just by running their app. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I mean, I, I have to wonder if Steve or any of the other original engineering team saw it quite this way as what it could become and what it has become. Probably not. But, uh, you um, know, go ahead. For developers, sort of an ironic part about all this is Apple has now turned into the toll, you know, the gatekeeper. And you can't have an app without going through Apple and being approved and Apple getting a cut. 
Mm-hmm. And and now Apple's, you know, getting put cut of people doing their online Tai Chi teaching or whatever. Um, so it's kind of like gone around in a circle a little bit there. But Apple put themselves in the in that toll keeper position, toll toll taker. Well, they Jim. they almost almost had to based on what was going on in, in the Android world. It was it was the only at the time it was the only really safe solution. And you could make the argument that it still is the only really safe solution. The problem well, is and- there's a lot of different companies or countries out there that are now chipping away at that because they don't like the idea of a phone that they can't get into. Well, of course. I'm not paranoid. There <laughs> <laughs> there was a hip piece. Um, <clears throat> I just threw. I'm just throwing it into the chat. Did room you now. just say hip geese? No, hip yes. <laughs> Okay, exactly hip what he said. Hip okay. Piece. Um, on the next web today about you know Apple taking um their their cut of everything on the App Store and how it's unfair and how it's too much, and the author just kind of skims over the fact. Oh yeah, well there are servers and there's security and there's reviews. And there's all these other things that have to be paid for, but Apple's still making too much money. And I I almost wanted to make this, I am going to end up dragging into this conversation. I wanted to make this, you know, a a piece of the discussion because it just bugs me when I see these kind of things where I, I don't believe that anybody here has any idea about what it costs Apple to run, maintain, and maintain the app store at the at the level with the with the number of apps. And all the complexity that goes with it, and you know, yet everybody complains about Apple taking too much. And Jim, it's way, you, you know, it's way too much. It might cost them five percent, maybe. And you know, if you look at it, all the biggest players get Apple gets nothing from them. Facebook pays Apple nothing, Airbnb nothing, Amazon nothing. So, you know, how is it that Apple can afford to do that? Um, so it's a completely distorted, um, yeah. Well, but Jim, you know, pick pick an industry where, you know, someone that you want to be there, um, shoot, I can't think of, I just listened to a podcast, oh boy, about MySpace, believe it or not, um, MySpace of all things. And they were talking about how, you know, that one of some of the first internet celebrities, they pulled those internet celebrities in to MySpace to drive it. They, you know, they they weren't necessarily they were paying them, but they weren't paying them a lot. Um, and then when they decided to leave, then they went somewhere else, and somebody else got the popularity. So it's it's completely natural to say that you know yeah we're, we're we we want this big block of people to come in because it's going to help us develop the platform. I mean that that's just business. And they are uh, entitled but- to make money. That's, but that's not what they've done. They've said, you know, if you monetize some other way, then we're going to let you, you know, ride for free. Um, But if you want to charge for the app itself, um, you know, so if you're Facebook that are charging by essentially monetizing the customers, well, that's all, all fine. And the idea that Apple's protecting, you know, there's a guy, and I'm going to mangle his name. It's something like Costa Ethereum. I don't know. Have you guys? Oh, some of you yeah. Must have guy. seen this. And he keeps, and he just had another one that just came out that there, there's an app 
and it's what is it ten dollars a week and you know he's found all these scam apps that are making millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars and they're clearly in one 10 seconds you can realize that they're scam apps and apple has done nothing about it which you can only assume is because they're getting 30 percent of the gut of this these scams um and you know they could easily all, all they have to do is is look for apps that jump up and are suddenly making a hundred million dollars and and a little bit extra of attention to, to that and they don't <clears throat> don't I, I, I think you know i think uh john gruber posted on that he the guy gets a lot of attention um because he keeps coming up over and over again with these these apps that are you know complete scams and uh, apple does nothing and this yeah. one guy is able to find them over and over again we we should probably apply the rule here uh, uh never um attribute to malice what can be explained with incompetence and i have a feeling that apple is just completely incapable of managing the app store in such a way that they can effectively they can't find these uh these scam apps you can't have it both ways you can't say oh we have to charge this huge amount because we're protecting the customers and then it's demonstrably obvious that they're not protecting customers that is definitely a problem yes mm -hmm. and apple mm -hmm. needs to address that yes I, I will go with that i will go with that but i don't you know i i think to say that i mean money doesn't solve all the problems so you know I mean, you have to be able to hire competent people to look at these things, do the research. There's all this pressure. And, and I'm, I'm taking the other side because I, I would not be happy if I were scammed out of $10, let alone $10,000. No, it's $10 a week. And, and, and it's also really clear that the um, reviews are fake. You know, mm -hmm. the, the reviews are fake for these these apps that he finds. So like maybe they can't find it ahead of time, but they could easily with a small investment, you know, have a team that looks at trends of, oh, look, there's some app that's, you know, come out of nowhere and suddenly it's making $10 million a month. How many apps could there be like that? Not very many. Uh, it's a small enough amount that somebody could personally look at them and go, is this a real app? Does this actually do something? Do these reviews match? You know they could they could put some extra attention and this is this guy's been reporting on these for over a year now and he keeps coming up with more and more and more so you know and you know this is nothing this nothing's is a, done this is a story i've completely missed what kind of apps are we talking about jim do you know um well i wasn't you know prepared to they're, they're all scams they really don't do anything um, they're claim, you know, I, I think there's, there was one that, for example, there was one that was claimed to be a virus, you know, protection, which obviously on iOS, that's impossible. Um, and, uh, you know, like I say, I think on, uh, let me look on daring fireball. I think he, the, the current one that's, that's getting a lot of attention are the, uh, wordle scams. Yeah, but that's yeah. not, uh, oh, here it is. It's, it's this second story. It's from today. App score scam of the week, app me. Found another apparent multi-million dollar grossing app. It's been on the app store over three years.
music, volume boosting music player named Amp Me that costs $10 per week after the three day trial. Thousands of obviously fake reviews, millions of dollars, quote unquote, earned. Even worse, Apple has repeatedly featured this app in the App Store. Again, I say, and this is Gruber, Apple needs an App Store bunko squad that hunts for scam apps sorted by gross revenue. An app like this should be trivial to find and boot from the store. Um, and yeah, I agree with, with John completely. And I, I am very reluctant myself to buy things on the App Store at this point, unless I, I, I won't buy anything that hasn't been recommended you know, by people I know and trust. I, I don't trust it, the App Store. It's uh, so they're doing a disservice to me as a customer and to developers uh, to that are reputable. Because uh, my default now is to assume that, you know that that things are probably scams. I oh, unless they're from somebody you know a reputable you know company, or if I you know. I, I see reviews outside of the app store from uh, somebody that I know and trust. But, you know, just looking on an, the app store, um, especially if it's got anything with a subscription. Well, Jim, that's, that's exactly where I wanted to get to is, you know, I think there at some point somebody has to take personal responsibility that, you know, Hey, I signed up for this and now, if I'm having trouble canceling it or whatever, that's a whole other thing. And Apple needs to definitely get involved or the person should call their credit card company. But if I sign up for something, I don't think it's Apple's obligation to police me and say, hey, are you sure you want to continue to pay this? Am I, am I out of line, guys? And, and tell me if I am. But I, I just I have I a real problem because I, it, I can it think of be plenty a nice of things. customer feature, but I don't see where it's Apple's obligation to provide that feature. I mean, Comcast certainly would not. If I signed up for Comcast and I wasn't watching any TV, they're certainly not going to call me and say, hey, you know, you haven't been on NBC for a while. I'd like yeah. to think that Apple would strive to be better than Comcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but 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 my point, Brittany, is that, you know, nobody that's that's doing subscriptions um, and in fact, I shoot, I can't remember now where I saw it, but you know, that most states don't require a lot of states don't require anybody to notify you that subscriptions are there. The panel will be back in the next edition of Mac Voices to talk more about the App Store, scam apps, and what Apple could and should be doing to protect users and what users themselves could and should be doing to protect themselves. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.